When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Second hour, old school on 93.7 The Ticket. Thank you very much for hanging out with us and allowing us to share some time with you, tell some stories, tell some lies, you know, basic stuff, sports talk radio, having a good time. Um, 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text line, Honda Lincoln hotline if you want to call in. Uh, the Sarder Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado, and I have something to add. Certified Piedmont tea, special ingredients and in butcher shop, every type of meat, every type of cut. They have seafood, their own spices, sauces, pasta, uh, frozen meals for individuals, family, um, everything under the sun, man. They have a, f- a special Friday the 20th. Manhattan Strip, fourteen dollars. Mm. Yeah, you can go. You entree inside seventeen dollars. Entree side and a drink eighteen dollars. Second floor dining room. Fired fired up Friday information. Fired up Friday, just January twenty. There at the Mercado, forty eight forty one North eighty fourth Street. Fired up Fridays. Brought to you by the Mercado. Nice. Nice, all that in space. A couple of things, a couple of Huskers need and deserve to be shot out. Okay, first of all, uh, thank you, Mark Manning, uh, for the invitation to come and watch the Huskers wrestle this weekend. Uh, they faced two top 11 programs, dominated them both. Uh, Friday night was exceptional in watching them. Um, and, and, and then to, to bounce back immediately and beat Northwestern, Mikey Labriola, and watch him. He is a rock star. He's, if Nebraska wrestling had a Conor McGregor, it's Mikey Labriola. He's got the swagger. He's got all of that. And then he's undefeated. I believe he's 16 or 17-0. and 0, uh, One of the top two wrestlers in his weight class. But shout out to Liam Cronin, who was voted by the NCAA as its wrestler of the week. That's pretty big. Wrestler of the Week. So the Big Ten Wrestler of the Week and the NCAA Wrestler of the Week. Uh, Cronin, who, look, great performances. Um, I'm looking forward to like I The crowd that was there, Cronin wrestles at 125. He's from Orange, California. Um, defeated higher-ranked athletes in both meets. You know, the great thing about Nebraska wrestling is that they embody their coach, Mark Manning. He's How great about that? Dude. He's a great dude. Uh, tough as they always make the joke. Just <laughs> somebody roll up on him in a bar. Big mistake, it, right? He got that Big old mistake, and he's ready to go. I mean, he my fuse is pretty pretty short, but his he's ready to go. 
Uh, so you always w- wish the, the best for him. He knows the Husker way. They're a tough team, and he loves to coach those kids. They love him, and that's what you see out there on uh, on the floor. So And great crowd. It was packed the Devaney night. Great crowd on Friday and, bo- and, and Sunday. Um, also want to shout out. So they've got, I mean, they've got some, 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 some dudes and it's impressive to watch, but let's switch to volleyball because the Husker volleyball program recruits at a level that I don't think is, is matched in the, in the country in any sport in any level. Why Harper Murray is the name, the 2023 Gatorade player of the year who was committed to the university of Nebraska. To play volleyball, mm. she has an older sister uh, that played at uh, plays at University of Michigan. Her father, uh, Veda Murray, played football at Michigan. Um, but the number one player, the national player of the year, coming to Nebraska and going to be a part of the Husker volleyball program. Job well done uh, to John Cook. Job well done. Uh, you know they they they're doing man. It's impressive to to watch them continually be able to sell and reset the program. You lost some talent, folks who are gone pros. They got a ton of pros um, already. Folks who've gone to different places, uh, but to to add Harper Murray to it uh, to this program is exceptional. And she was just named uh, the Gatorade Player of the Year. So uh, we're thirty days from just under thirty days for softball. We're thirty days from baseball. Um, I have current plans to go to Minneapolis for, uh, the baseball tournament and the women's big 10 tournament, which will be in Minneapolis days apart. So that might be the plan. Um, Jay, I might ask you to go instead of, you can go to Minneapolis with me. Maybe we'll send Strickland to, to the men's big 10 championship. And where's that at? Chicago, Chicago. Yeah, let's try going. I go to Minneapolis. Anytime. Go hang out and do that. So that that's kind of the plan going through uh, as well. And we have so much good stuff going on again tonight. Uh, Big brother, big sister, uh, Lincoln. They will come in. Austin is is going to fill in for me and and handle that. Uh, and then Kyle Perry from from uh, Nebraska baseball. Uh, and then Rocky Russo from the Lincoln Stars. And the Stars are on fire. Um, hopefully Rocky Russo brings me a stars jersey. He has been talking about they have a red, white, and blue jersey. And as you bring see, you like one of those heavy ones. Though? I need I need the real one. But yeah. you see what I'm rocking today. Right. This is the volleyball, the USA volleyball joint. Austin, Emma, Emma, Emma. Is this not top level? This that's is, awesome. This you, is. Top. You walked in for the crossover, like. Yeah, that's this, nice. Uh, this one's that's nice. nice. This one's nice. Uh, so we'll do that. So shout out to Husker Sports, Husker Athletics, and all that they're doing. Uh, the men uh, are at home tomorrow against PBA. Please show up. Please show up. Every, there's nothing else going on tomorrow, tomorrow night. Go and get your butts down to PBA and help the Huskers get back on the winning track against Ohio State. Yeah, that'd be the, a tough game, man. The ladies will travel, and they'll go to West Lafayette and play Purdue. Um, and I believe, oddly enough, I think the game's at the same time. Exact same time. Boo! <laughs> Who did that? Stop it! Somebody was asleep at the wheel. Stop it! Why would you put the two? Stop it! Just stop it. So, lots to talk about there. I thought, um, Jay Foreman, that this week sort of would tee off on last night. 
So whatever happened last night, the NFL was going to change no matter what happened last night. So if the Cowboys won, Brady would not play well and the discussion over his future and what it means. Is is he done? Is he just done in Tampa? Can Tampa make a move? What would be required for Tampa to get things in place? Yeah. Where should Brady go if he was going to continue to play? What's the best landing spot for him? Can he play at a level where a team would bring him in to be the sole missing piece? Right. So, or if they won, then what happened in Dallas with the coaching staff? And I still think that if they lose to the 49ers. If they lose bad. If they lose bad to the 49ers, gone. It, it, the, the conversation then has Sean, to happen. Sean Payton will be hired. It, Mike McCarthy be going out the back door with his, with his coaching stuff. Sean Payton will be pulling up because Sean Payton lives in well, – he, lives, he has a house in Dallas as well. What does what – does, what, so if the Cowboys wins, win this week, does that give McCarthy enough to keep the job or does he have to win the NFC Championship or does he have to he's win gotta, the Super Bowl? I think he's got to get there. I think he has to win the NFC Championship or he has to get no, to the I NFC No, I think it has to look good and he has to get there. Um, All right, Cowboy Nation, he'll, he'll tell, t- let me know. What does McCaffrey have to do? But see, the thing – that are holding Dallas back. Some have to do with McCarthy, but then some of it has to do with the known entity, and that's Jerry Jones being too involved in the football stuff. Sean Payton's going to come in like Sean. The Sean Payton that or that Jerry Jones would be hiring isn't the Sean Payton that was assistant coach for Bill Parcells mm-hmm. or the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So he's you're getting a Bill Parcells type of coach now he's a super bowl champion he's built the the saints up to a obviously well respected in a winner so he's coming in he's going to want to pick his players he's going to want to have control and he's not going to want to have jerry jones or his son or his daughter be the de facto head coach offensive coordinator x y and z sean payton isn't going to show up and jerry jones be like you have to keep kellen Moore." that's i doubt that's going to happen now maybe if he has a prior relationship, so be it. But Sean Payton, there, there is a relationship. Like, like, can we can we just say there's zero chance that Sean Payton has a house in Dallas and no relationship to Jerry? No, Jones? I mean a relationship with Kellen Moore. Okay. Sean Payton will probably most likely call his plays. He's going to be the play caller. He did it in New Orleans. So why would he keep Kellen Moore as the play caller? You get what I'm saying? I absolutely so, agree with that. So I think those and those are the things that might actually work in McCarthy's favor as long as he doesn't drop the ball. Now, if he doesn't have a huge time management thing or some, you know, something that where it just blows up on social media and through the different networks, I think he'll be fine. I think they're closer than, than people think. I don't think Dallas is a Super Bowl team. I think there's still some the, hole, the holes you know, in their defense. In particular, like I know Philly went and got uh, Indomitian Sue. That would have been a great – now, granted, I don't know if they called him, but – that would have been a great addition for the Dallas Cowboys in the sense of come in, your job is to stop the run, and then when we have third downs and then third and fourth quarter when it's money time, and, and Dominican Sue always shows up. Mm-hmm. Instead, Philly identifies an issue right away. Three weeks of, of being soft against the run, they go get two big guys that will do it, then it allows Fletcher Cox not to be a down-in or every down player, so now you're getting more out of him. Now you're getting more out of Graham. 
Now you're getting more out of sweat uh, as far as the pass rushing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got the young man that they picked up. Uh, what's his name? He's from, he's from Temple. Um, Reddick. Mm-hmm. And, and he's up there at 13, 14 sacks. So Jerry Jones being late to the party because Jerry Jones was, was chasing or thinking about Odell Beckham Jr. Now you've seen some of that with the whole airplane thing. But they didn't need another receiver. You had C.D. Lamb, right? You had uh, the other receiver that's coming off, and then you had the two tight ends that have stepped up. Your offense is fine. What you needed to make sure is you shored up the defense so it didn't have any holes. A run stuffer, a stuffer, stuffer in the middle accentuates Micah Parsons. It takes the, the, the pressure off Van Der Ash, Anthony Barr, and all those guys to be thumpers because you got to respect a borderline you know, Hall of Famer and Indomitian Sue. But he's in Philly. Well, and the, and the leadership and have been in those in those situations, right? Championship it's another pedigree. guy. Yeah, championship yeah. pedigree is, is a is a big thing. So the long story short, it, Mike McCarthy, as long as he doesn't drop the ball, will be the Dallas Cowboys head coach next year. Either him or Kellen Moore. Yeah, I I just I, you know I was curious about the, you know for all the Cowboy fans out there that gave me grief, you could you just tell me what would it take for? I mean, he's got to literally. Have a, I mean, because he's not coming in, and Dallas, not like playing well. Is anybody would? Is there any Cowboy fan that would rather have McCarthy over Sean Payton, regardless of what the out seasonal outcome is? I doubt it. But like I said, you're getting a different Sean Payton, and the the working relationship between Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton in New Orleans was a great match, right? They probably had some friction. They had some tough meetings, but they all were on board. Jerry Jones is the owner. And his son and daughter are, are just, they're very involved. Now, granted, he owns the team, and they've built it up to a, you know, obviously one of the most, uh, you know, uh, you know, wor- you know, the worth of, of his, of the Dallas Cowboys franchise is probably one of the, you know, the, you know, valued at one of the best. So, I understand that, but Sean Payton's coming in there wanting to, you know, do his thing. So, as much as you like the idea of Sean Payton, and, and that's a big thing, right? Sean Payton and Jerry, if Jerry Jones can say, "Look, I'm getting long in the tooth. We're all going to step back. We're we just want to be abreast of everything going on, but we're going to give you a hundred percent, you know, authority to do your thing. Hire the coaches, and and meet, assuming meet, that and the players would have to put, have to buy into this as well." Well, the, he'll get instant. Like, Shot, Dak, shot, Dak shot, has shot. a say-so, oh, right? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No, no. I mean, he. Why wouldn't you want to have Sean Payton as your coach? Why wouldn't you? Because I mean, you know what you know. Because he's a well. First of all, he's gonna be. He's gonna get the ultimate respect to every player in there. I mean, because you would think. I mean, the guy that coached Drew Brees should yeah. have enough cachet. Oh, yeah, that. That's not even gonna be a problem. Hmm. I mean, it, it would. It would be actually probably better for Dak. You know, I think a little bit of the confusion. In the first year, McCarthy was McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dak. Where was the, the lines were crossed? I think that's better this year, um, and Dak has a better hold on the team in the in the offensive scheme. But 
you know, look, at, at right now, Mike McCarthy's his, 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 it's just like at Nebraska, right? You know, when we talked about it before the season. Your best ability is to focus on the now and what you can control. Mm-hmm. How hard you work every day, how the team goes out there, and how well they're prepared to go out there and play. Jerry Jones, even though he's a de facto head coach, he's smart enough to know if Jay Foreman's out there and he's pre- he was prepared by Austin, the coach, and I go out there and lay an egg or I have a rough day at the office, he does know it's not all Mike McCarthy's fault. But if there's time, clock management issues, play calling issues, or just head coaching issues that help you lose, or to, you know, lead to a big factor you lose in the game, that falls on the head coach. So as long as he stays out of his own way and then, you know, Dallas can win this game. Don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the 49ers uh, are going to beat Dallas because Seattle's offense is decent, right? The, Seattle has to play a very clean game offensively. They're, they're you know, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and their defense lost the number one player to help them against San Francisco, which is Brooks. He's out for the ACL. Whereas Dallas, this is their biggest challenge. If Dallas which they've gotten healthier now where you got a, a Hall of Famer left tackle playing right tackle because the rookie that they drafted is playing good. They got uh, Martin back. They're starting to, they got their offensive line back. This is the biggest challenge for the 49ers from a defensive standpoint. You get what I'm saying? You got you got a team that has the ability to run the ball. You have a team that has a tight end that's a factor. You've seen that. And you they have a true number one and a number two uh, receiver. And they have a quarterback that's legit. Right, you know, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott. It's always Dak, and a guy that just played his best game that's coming in hot. So now you now and you just been sitting around for a week, or not sitting around, but you're you're you're, you know you're nice. Not I, 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 again, I think pressure on Purdy will matter. You got to see. This is what people don't understand, like Nebraska fans, and we'll get into. I'm assuming with the next segment about you know the commit and, and mm. the three three five. Mm. We have they, they they your idea. You have got to hit the quarterback. You have got to get on this dude. You have got to make him uncomfortable. Purdy is awful comfortable. <laughs> I mean, he is back there. Clean. I mean, he is Clean back there. Is hell. I just talked about glide. I yeah. mean, he is just like team takeoff, handoff, boom. Let's get it first read open. I mean, he is chilling back there. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm curious now. The best. Left tackle in in the universe is in San Francisco. Do you line Parsons up and make him take that beating all game, or do you try to move him around? Like, what no, you do you move do? Around. You don't run from Trent Williams because Trent Williams is that dude, but so is Michael Parsons. Don't I'm telling you. Yeah, but if don't if, think. But see, here's the thing: if I'm going after Michael with with Trent, I'm running at him. I'm right, gonna make. The, I'm but, gonna but, make Parsons play through Trent. I'm right, not gonna but, let him but, play around. But I'm gonna Trent. tell you this: Mike Michael Parsons is gonna play through him. That's what. That's the. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't sit up there and just because if if Michael Parsons gets off on Trent Williams, that whole mentality of that team is done. So don't just come out there and think you're just gonna just just bulldoze Michael Parsons. What you need to do is sit Trent Williams. Right at Vanderesh, so he gets on another Instagram viral video, mm. and he takes his head off like he did everybody, mm. like when he hit that dude from the Falcons, and the dude. Well, they move. Well, they move Trent around. Like the Forty ers move Trent around. Right. But I, to me, <laughs> well, not every play because it's not right. a. But you gotta think, if he goes to the other side, you got McGinley. 
That ain't no. That, that, dude, you that's, as you that, as a that lot, you a as you, you as I'm putting you in the head of Micah Parsons. When you go to sleep the night before the game, you in your hope of hopes think that they make Trent keep his feet still, and that you can be more athletic and graceful around him. You, I can't imagine that you go to sleep hoping to be oh, put in a no, closet no, with Trent Williams. No, it's just like, it's like, just like you Larry, don't want to be in short space it's, it's, with, it's with the silverback. It's just like, like when we played Larry Allen. Now, I knew when I was knowing Larry Allen's going to pull around on the power, Jay Foreman's got to be there, and I got to let him know I'm here. I'm not trying to do that 20 times. <laughs> Hey, like the hey, look on your face hey, just changed. Hey, like hey, the I'm, look just at- telling, I'm just telling you, I consider myself pretty tough when I played right. and I didn't back down from anybody, but right. I'm going to tell you this right now. I am not doing that no more than three times a game. All That's right? all you get. I'm not doing it. That's all you get. I'm not like, doing it. Like, and you better use it, and you better use them out, spread them out throughout right, the course of the right. game. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> let me, yeah, exactly. Because if I fill up against Larry Allen, that safety you better be hitting because you better be making that tackle to make my headache worth it. <laughs> this is when the, this is when Jay looks over to, at the sidelines like you better bring some help because right. oh, yeah. this is look this is happening out here like this is in real oh, time. Yeah, yeah. So so Michael Parsons <laughs> is going to see the thing. What I would do with Michael Parsons, I would he can affect the play everywhere. Yeah. So I would look. You're going to go up against Larry Allen. Cool. Larry Allen respect or not Larry Allen, but Trent Williams respects you. You got to respect him. So just as you're thinking about him, he's thinking about you, right? And you're going to be on the right side. You're going to be on the left side. But where he really can destroy this whole game, when you think of the the 49ers with their play-action pass, with their little bit of power game, inside-outside run, with with uh, McCaffrey, you know, because a little bit of how he runs with him, is I would not hesitate to blitz him right up the middle multiple times. I, 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 I think, I think that's he, a he, I he look, would dis- I mean if, he, he, no, but if Dallas did that, you don't have anybody outside for Debo and, and McCaffrey and Kittle. No, that, no, no. Like, but, but, but oh DB, my goodness that, gracious, that's what the corners are for. But I'm talking about. Oh, but, I would rub. I would. This would be me if if I thought Parsons was blitzing up the middle. I w- if I'm the offensive coordinator for the 49ers, I'm taking my I'm taking my headset off because you're doing for me. The one thing I need for you to do, which is make my more athletic sp- people in space have the one dude that 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 we that can jam it all up for us. Yeah, the but- quick throw for Purdy, dumping the McCaffrey and Debo all out on the wings with one fewer great defensive player but in that space. But that's, to come. but that's not a smoke screen. That that happens. Dallas is gonna. They're good at enough tackling short area. Where Dallas or where Forty ers get you is on the play action. And then they can create space with their pass route. Then they Debo Samuel catch an eight yard hitch and he's gone. What happens is with Micah Parsons because he will flat out destroy the center guard, the center and two guards. Is he will be in Purdy's face. That's eliminated. It's not every play. I'm just talking to throw you off. Yeah. Because you, it, the worst thing that you can do when you have a dominant player and he's a dominant football player in Michael Parsons is to let the defense know exactly where he's at. Right. Because if you're yeah. rushing from the right side, yeah. they're throwing it over here, so now you're nullifying it. When he's in the middle, you don't know where he's going because he could actually line up in the middle, stem to the outside. You had a play over there. He gets his hand up. Michael Parsons such a good athlete. Tip it up. 
catching himself and ain't nobody catching him. Yeah, it's it's, it's so a pick it, six it, it's, if, it's, if you do something it, poor. It's a chess it's a, it's a chess match, but the corners Diggs is going to have to have a good day against Samuels. He's going to have to tackle. They're going to have to. Everybody around them is going to have to play well. That's the thing that makes the 49ers offense so dangerous or the system. Kittle, second probably to Kelsey's dominant tight end, mm-hmm. give or take whoever, mm-hmm. right? Debo Samuel and Anouk. Well, Anouk's more of a kind of a true like number Anouk's one. Anouk's the X factor because I just – He's a true number one route running receiver, but his run after the catch has gotten better. Then you got Debo Samuel who's like essentially a running back that d- can go house call on you. You got him. Then, to make it even worse, is you have a plethora of running backs, and then you have McCaffrey. A gang. When he gets out on, 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 and out in the open space, he got Ginsu's like any other receiver. <laughs> right? right? So what they do is, is they stretch you out wide, yeah. and then they have the physicality to bust you up the gut. Yeah. So that's where they get you. So you everybody has to play. It, you, you know what I mean? Now, Mike, it's, it's, it's a lot. Like, I love the matchup. I love the matchup because there's everybody's got – Everybody's got to play. Everybody's everybody's got to play in this thing. At the end of the day, that. you're in the playoffs. There is no easy game. Oh, there is no a. Hey, we're going to get on the plane from Dallas. We're going to go out to San Fran. We're going to let you know we're going to win by ten and just you know just slop around. You I, I think play this your is a, I game. think this is a final possession game anyway. Right. Right. That that somebody gets up big early and then the other team fights their way back into it and then it comes down to a final drive where Dak has to make a play or Purdy has to make a play. Um, right. I trust 49ers. We tr- everybody in America trusts the 49ers Indeed. kicking game better more than Dallas after last night. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. He had a tough yeah, night. Husker. Come on, Brett. He had, Mar, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but here, DP, just imagine this. Imagine the 49ers win the, win the toss, mm-hmm. right? Defense goes out there. You defer. That's, that's your lifeline. That's your tempo setter, right? That defense has been there. Week one, day one, that. Dallas takes that ball and goes right down the field. That air, that's that stadium, Levi Stadium, will be dead silent. That's what Dallas has to do. You come right out throwing haymakers. Now, the one thing I like about the 49ers, though, I know all the other teams copy them. When they really come out, when the 49ers come out the locker room, they really think they're a game mm-hmm. because they come out with that oversized boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, and they really believe. They win getting off the bus. They really believe in that locker room. They about that life, and that's the way they play. Yeah, Trent Trent, Trent sets like he's the first one. I mean, you had number like, uh, I, McGillney I, got in uh, 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 Jalen Ramsey face when Debo Samuel and was dogging him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Look, I, I love the matchup. It for the traditional football fan. Who can go Dallas back? Dallas and, and San Francisco, when the NFL was taken off, was always in the NFC Championship. And remember, they'd be at Candlestick. Mm-hmm. Dallas would come up there. Mm-hmm. The the field would be all kind of wet and choppy. Yeah, one right. shot, one set was Dion versus versus Irvin. Rice, and then the next year they flipped it. It was Irvin. Uh, Ver, Irvin. It was Irvin. first Irvin Dion against Irvin. Uh-huh. He won it, and then he signed with Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then it was Dion against Jerry. Ray. So it, I mean, it's two story uh, organizations. Troy against against Montana and, and Young. Young. Yeah, could, could, could Steve Young get over the hump? Right. I mean, you just imagine the alumni that are going to be at Jerry. Oh, this is, well. The question is again: What side of the field is Charles Haley going to be on? <laughs> Charles Haley ain't going to be there. Charles Haley. Charles Haley would be there. I guarantee. He's going to be on his ranch. Charles somewhere. would be there. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if Dion was there. Because this is a Dion kind of event. 
this is a Dion kind of event for him to show up and have like a split jersey and then you know a Colorado hat like that. I, yeah, I, I fully expect that. There's lots to talk about, and because of, of the of the the legendary connection to it, I mean the the NFC East playoff connection is like this is big. Oh, having yeah. two NFC teams, what, three. Philly? I just want to say what, this: Philly. Hold on. Three of the four teams in the in the NFC are NFC East teams. For all you people that, that hated on yeah. the NFC East two years ago, swallow, swallow, and digest what the NFC East but is doing. D- DP, you're forgetting though. These are you talk about blue blood college programs. Mm-hmm. These are four blue blood. NFL organizations, mm-hmm. Philly and the Giants from way back in the day. You think about that with yeah. Dallas, yeah. right? And the only thing we were missing is the Commanders and then San Francisco. Mm-hmm. These are the four. Those are, li- those the, are, the, those are the chips. Other right. than the, like the Bears have a chip, right. Tampa. But I'm just talking about when you talk about when we were watching it, when there was only one Monday night football, one game on Sunday. That was it. It was Dallas against was Philly, it. Dallas against the Giants. San Francisco would be playing Dallas. I'll, this is a historic weekend right here. I'll give you a choice. With your you boy can, Daniel Jones, the fastest quarterback in the league. <laughs> Sunshine. Hey, don't be hating on Daniel. Don't hate we on Danny Dimes. I hate on him because he's a giant. That's like if he was playing somewhere else, I'd probably be okay. You got to hate on him because he went to Duke. Yeah, that, you know, that part too. Um, you, I'll give you the choice. You let us know when you when you come back. Do you want to talk about the three three five? Do you want to talk about the Huskers, or do you want to talk about these other games? We'll let Jay Foreman set the tone for 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 this conversation when we come back.